1: I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Happy Thanksgiving weekend to you. Uh, Just a word of warning, we have broken out the Christmas music because it is after Thanksgiving, so it's appropriate to abuse everyone as much as possible with some obnoxious Christmas songs and ditties. It's just what we do. You know, it's it's that special time of the year, right? Dennis, you're with me on this, aren't you?
2: It's just like going into the mall. You just want your ears are bleeding from listening to the same holiday music over and over.
1: Right. We, we uh, try to pick some more unique ones here and there, but uh, I don't know. We'll start off easy and then they'll get more abusive as we get closer to Christmas. But it's just, you know, it's just what I do. I love uh, the holidays and, uh, you know, being that, you might be socially distanced you're just flying around in your aircraft and avoiding the malls regardless we're still going to abuse you with some christmas music whether you like it or not it's just what i it's just what i do this time of year so i share and uh, experience my christmas joy that's one of the many ways that i partake in the season so uh, you're going to suffer whether you like it or not <laughs> so you've been warned or we apologize that said Dennis is spending his first Christmas season in Florida as a Florida resident. He has moved into his air park. He has got his Mooney 201 parked in his private hangar at his house now. Uh, you still got boxes laying around, though, don't you? Or do you?
2: Oh, unfortunately, I've got a ton of boxes and nowhere to put them.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe it'll be a bonfire or you'll give them to other movers and shakers. God knows there's a few of them in Florida. We, You're not the only one moving to our state. You hear what I'm saying? You know?
2: No, I've been hearing it's, you know, several hundred people a day are right. moving to Florida.
1: Yeah. There's uh, some tax benefits. Oh, yeah. And there's that weather thing that uh, you can have your, you know, you're not going to make a snowman down there in Fort Myers where you are. But you, you can make a, a sandman and uh, put a, you know, put a corn cob pipe in his mouth and I don't know. You gotta figure out how to sculpt it, Do you I guess. use seashells for eyes instead of rice right. of coal, yeah, well, you could still use coal if you want, but you know you got to improvise, you gotta make make'em more tropical, but you got a lot of new stuff to experience uh so you're taking you're soaking it all in right now, right?
2: I am I mean, I'm looking forward to decorating a palm tree for Christmas this yeah. year instead of a traditional pine, you know you go. just right. gotta try to become part of the uh the culture down there. i
1: you know a lot of people up north think that. Spending Christmas in Florida is like, oh, there's no way you can get in the mood and stuff. But I'm telling you, in Florida, the the residents, they they go nuts with the Christmas lights. Uh, You know, you don't have that cold nip in the air like uh, you would up north. But I'm telling you what, I I love it. I love uh, Christmas like down in the Keys. uh, And even where you are, you're going to experience this for the first time. It feels Christmassy and it gets cool enough in the evening. Like, you know, you might get down in the 60s and that'll be nipply enough. You think? Good well, flying weather at the It's Bear great Motorhome. flying
2: weather. Yeah. And, you know, it's absolutely a, a lifestyle change because uh, I haven't worn pants. Now, I've worn oh, shorts. Hey now. I just have to clarify. Yeah. I have worn shorts, but I have not worn jeans or any other long pants since we moved here the first week of November. Well, there, you know, since we've amazing.
1: done Just Playing Radio since day one, I haven't worn pants.
2: Yes, but that's pretty much since the show started eight years ago.
1: Right. It had nothing to do with Florida. It just had to do with the fact that you can't see us because this is just plain radio. And trust me, you don't want to.
2: Then you do have a face for radio, as yeah, we all yeah. know. Yeah.
1: But, uh, you know, pants, uh, anything, clothes are optional. So, you know, we've painted that mental picture and we apologize for it. All right. Um, so, what have you been doing uh, now that you're kind of settled in? You're, you're, uh, you got your Mooney 201 down there, and you've already done some like $100 hamburger runs. But uh, I don't know, with a Florida twist or well, what? a little bit. Florida twist, but you know, because we have
2: an airpark community and you know, everybody's got airplanes and we all kind of like this lifestyle, um, there's some organized events that they have going on every week. Um, Every Wednesday, they fly out to Sebring for breakfast, and every Saturday morning, it's typically out to Okeechobee uh, for breakfast because both of those airports have nice little uh, cafes. Okay. So I was finally able to get the airplane out of the hangar before last week's show and go fly. Nice. Now, why did uh, they?
1: The, the, these, uh, different locations, Sebring and what'd you say, a Ocoee? No, uh, Okeechobee. Okeechobee. The, these are little breakfast stops that the local neighbors have found, discovered like, Hey, let's make this a regular thing. Well,
2: what they it's a within 50 miles, um, you know, both airports are 50 miles from our home base here. Right. Both of them have restaurants on the airport. So you can taxi right up to the restaurant and go inside and eat. So it's, okay. it's convenient. It's yeah. not, you know, it's easy fly in, fly out. Right. Um uh, but then I I found out today or you know just this week that the um one of the airports near us also has Taco Tuesday. So if you go up oh. to Arcadia, it's Taco Tuesday. They have a one of these uh, taco trucks that pulls up and so you can get fresh made tortillas and all of that um mm. and a discount on gas. So Tuesday I took a little bit longer lunch break and uh, pulled the airplane out of the hangar. Austin had just come down uh, you know from uh, from Minnesota to spend Thanksgiving with us. So yeah. Had my son uh, able to fly along with, and he got his first flight here out of Buckingham. And so we went up and got tacos and and fuel. What a way to spend uh, a lunch hour.
1: So you got gassed up in more ways than one. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, how was the flight back? Was it uh, a little rough on the personal side there? Were you, were, oh, no. were you wishing you were a little bit more socially distanced from Austin for that 50 mile trek back?
2: You well, know, actually, Arcadia is only half the distance. So it's only about twenty-five oh. miles, so it's a like you know fifteen-minute flight, and yeah. it takes almost as long to get taxied out as it does to actually go.
1: And the tacos better than a hundred-dollar hamburger. They were more like I
2: was very impressed. Uh, these were fantastic. You know, like thirty
1: dollars uh, per taco, or what do you figure?
2: <laughs> so here's the cheap part. You <laughs> yeah. know, yes, you got the hundred-dollar hamburger, but these were actually two bucks. Two dollar. Two bucks wow. for fresh-made uh, tacos, made yeah. to order. And they had more than just tacos. You got tortillas, quesadillas, you know, the whole ball. Yeah.
1: Um, it was, it was pretty impressive. But, it, but it's I, a recommend. taco truck that they bring into the facility. And then right. what they got like picnic tables and stuff, or do they got a place to eat or you eat in your plane or what?
2: All of the above. But Arcadia, um, we, I found when we went in there, was named the 2020 General Aviation Airport of the Year in the state of Florida. They also have a built in camping ground. So they've got uh, a little picnic pavilion space to park and camp. They've got a fire pit, all of the amenities nice. that you'd want. So if you're looking for a place to go um, and spend a, a couple of days, come down to Arcadia, just outside of Fort Myers and go camping.
1: Tell them uh, Captain Dennis from Just Plain Radio sent you. I mean, how, how big of a, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, group did you have going for Taco well, Tuesday?
2: There was only three of us from the uh, from the airport that went out this week. Yeah, it was just kind of short notice. I found out about it, uh, you know, the night before it happened. So,
1: and what about that breakfast thing? The breakfast the,
2: the, thing, it it really depends. Um, there was probably six planes from our um, air park that went out there this Saturday, but you yeah. know, the, the air park itself or the uh, the ramp was completely filled though at uh, Okeechobee. So, I mean, it's not just us that heads there. That right, people coming from all over the state
1: and. Mm-hmm. What about Taco Tuesday? Pretty popular, even outside your small group of three planes?
2: You could barely get a word in edgewise on the frequency. There was at least three or four airplanes in the pattern the entire time uh, while we were there. Hmm. So coming and going, the ramp was filled. There was a steady line at the gas pumps. So, yeah, I think they got a good thing going, you know. Yeah. And. Hey, if you've got a small airport and you want to drive traffic, maybe bring a taco truck out and advertise and have a fuel discount and watch what happens. what
1: what's the name of the taco place? You might as well give them a plug too, uh, right? I wish I would have remembered don't the even name know. of the taco truck. I just remember a cactus on the side of it. Okay. So the taco truck at Arcadia uh, FBO, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you just got what? Chicken tacos? You, chicken you and you, steak we, we, and a you'd tortilla. You'd recommend both. I guess. I would recommend
2: it all. X-Ray 06 if you're looking for the
1: airport. 06. Now we know uh, where to go grab some lunch on Taco Tuesday. Hop in your plane, short flight, you're good to go. More coming up on Just Plane Radio.
0: Just Plane Radio. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle.
1: Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and Flight Training Professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407 896 0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's FTPros. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there
2: is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org.
1: Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message, and we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to justplainradio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter.
0: You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Enough reindeer games. Back to the sky, boys. We need to save three minutes off our flight time. It's the most wonderful time of the year.
1: There'll be much mistletoeing and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. This is just plain radio. Greg your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. See that one was not too bad. I like that one. A, a Christmas classic. Uh but trust me. It's uh, it's only going to get worse, way worse and more obnoxious with the Christmas music. Consider that a I don't know, consider that a gimme. Uh and now we get into the more twisted and thing Christmas songs that really Get me in the mood for the holidays. I apologize. We
2: have some Elmo and Patsy. Well,
1: Grandma. not that. Uh, no, that's too. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. No, we're, we'll come up with some better stuff. I, I'll ease everybody into the more obnoxious ones, but no, that that's too. Those are too easy. I mean, more uh, yeah, crazier ones. Just more. Some of them are hip. Don't get me wrong. They're not going to be too obnoxious, but they'll be fun uh, for the Christmas holidays. That's what we do. All right. So Dennis has become a Floridian. He flew his Mooney 201 down there, parked it in his uh, private hangar right there at his house. He's living in an air park. It's awesome. And you're telling me during the commercial break, you've even installed a weather station on the top of your house or what? Well,
2: I actually, yeah, I had it at the old house too, but, uh, you know, it's just nice to know what the winds and how much rain you've got. Well, and it turns out it's kind of handy here because we don't actually have an official AWOS granted, uh, oh. uh, Fort Myers international isn't far away, but. Still, it's kind of nice to know exactly what the wind is doing. So you have an idea before you head out. So I've got a little, one of these little ambient weather, um, weather stations, uh, stuck up on the peak of the roof. So I, I know what the temperature is. And so weather. if the weather's good pants,
1: you just te- you just check your, uh, your system like, Hey, Oh, well it says it's a good day to fly. Let's go. And exactly. 15 minutes later, you're, uh, taxiing out to your own little private runway.
2: Right. Yep, yeah, And it, it's really neat. You know, just, pull the airplane out of the garage and close the doors and out in the middle of the street in front of the house, you know, and wife waves you goodbye as you head off, you know, there you go. It, it's really fun.
1: There you go. Now uh, we got Josh who's going to join us here in uh, just a little bit here on just Plane radio. He, um, you know, well we had him on a few weeks ago and he's part of a club that owns a Mooney as well. And they're looking to upgrade their Mooney uh, to a glass panel. And do you have a glass panel in your Mooney 201, don't you? Or no? No, I don't. Actually, oh, you don't. I still I have the
2: old six-pack. Nope, I still got round gauges. Remember this summer we had a little problem where the vacuum pump went out on the way to Kansas? So right. we had to replace our vacuum pump because yeah. it's still driving the original uh, artificial horizon and direction gyros. Okay. so but, you But you have all the cool
1: avionics as far as radios and stuff, but as far as a glass panel for the uh, navigation, you're still using the six-pack. Type of thing, yep, right?
2: Exactly. We still have uh, CDI indicators for the ILS, uh, but we have you know the the full avidine, you know, both the five hundred and fifty and the four hundred and forty. So I've got the great big glass screens to see exactly where I'm going, and yeah. all of the easy management. And
1: uh, so, is that, that on your Christmas list, Dennis?
2: It's been on my list for years. I, that's right. I keep looking yeah. at which way to go. And, and the, one of the biggest problems I have is I really need to get the autopilot upgraded before I can do anything with the instrument panel. Because my current autopilot relies on the old six-pack to be able to figure out which way is up and yeah. how, to, how to turn. And if I was to go with some of these newer solutions like Aspen, I could drop in $5,000 and replace both the artificial horizon and the directional gyro with a single Aspen gauge. And have much better, you know, information, but it would cost me almost as much to connect it to the old autopilot, which makes absolutely no sense. Hmm. So I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the folks over at Bendix King to get the final sign off from the FAA for a newer autopilot that I could put in, which would be make a whole lot more sense economically.
1: Okay. Santa, are you listening? Uh, Dennis has at least two things on his list. I mean, sure. He's been a little naughty. But haven't we all I've been a lot naughty Oh okay. <laughs> but uh, cut him some slack. Uh, I don't know maybe you can compare uh, lists there with uh, Josh. he wanted to pick your brain, your pilot brain, Dennis, because hey, I thought you already had a class panel in that I, for he because he had asked me this week he goes, I need to talk to Dennis. he has a Mooney we're thinking about doing this, and he's done it well, right I it- like I think so. But yeah, the great
2: thing is there are a lot of choices out there, um, yeah. and hopefully, with his autopilot, if he had something other than the old Century Twenty-One that I have, he might have better options and might be in a better position to do it.
1: Well, you but will yeah. find out. And the Aspen's bit. a yeah.
2: great solution. Um, there's also Dynon has a certified solution if you want to go with a full square, you know, glass panel display. You can uh, a Dynon is approved to drop in today. And even Uavionics, the folks that make the little ADSB out uh, deals, yeah. they bought a company um, and now have these little uh, little drop in gauges that can replace the individual instruments. But again, they don't drive my autopilot, so it, it, I'm kind of stuck with what mm. I have. I have to wait until they can kind of get over this hurdle.
1: Okay. Well, we'll compare notes here in just a bit. Um, obviously, you've already flown uh, over and got some tacos on Taco Tuesday. I, I don't know, did, are they doing a, did they do a little Thanksgiving thing too? Did you hear any uh, yeah, scuttlebutt? Actually,
2: they have, even with the, you know, the COVID precautions and whatnot, we're social distancing. and had a organized- Turkey drop. Uh, well, no, uh, it was <laughs> just a potluck. <laughs> oh, okay. The turkey drop, we saved that for people in Cincinnati.
1: Well, ma- that's true. Right. Okay. That makes sense. But, but they did have a little uh, fly out to- Having a turkey potluck on Thanksgiving? No, huh?
2: we didn't have a flyout. We just opened up a hangar. Oh, okay, uh, and, okay. And everybody brings their dish over, and you get together, and you know they've been doing that for years. So I haven't heard, heard of anybody doing
1: eat. a turkey drop uh, yet. Well, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it's
2: probably because WKRP kind of ruined it for everybody, right? Well, they
1: I well, or they made it very special, and it's hard to top that one, I guess. But uh, I wonder if the FAA would give you a, a pass. Like if you actually, you know, start dropping turkeys to friends, you know, trying to keep, you know, spread Thanksgiving joy to your friends, but, and keep them socially distanced and you just fly over and drop a turkey in the front yard.
2: Yeah, probably not. I mean, they you'd probably come back to that whole, uh, using, uh, uh, avoiding on unne- unnecessary, uh, damage to persons or property on the surface. You know, they'd probably come back with that whole thing, you know, release. Oops. Ooh, hit the neighbor's roof.
1: Yeah, that's going to, they got insurance. They'll be fine.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I wish I could remember Les Nesson's quote. I I swear the turkeys can fly.
1: Yeah, well, it's a classic. And you probably saw it, you know, on uh, YouTube if you were uh, bored over the the weekend there. But uh, anyway, all right. So Josh is going to join us in just a bit. We got to talk about a new video. I don't know if this video was new. But it was new to you and I, and it was uh, th- that Twin Otter landing and taking off in Saba. Was that a new video, or do you know, Dennis? Yeah, I think
2: it was relatively new. Our f- friends over at AvWeb um, recently posted the video. It's
1: pretty um, awesome. Landing. And it's a place that Dennis and I, uh, you know, we've been to there, to the island of Saba, to dive, but we have not flown into the airport there before so uh we'll talk a little bit about that and josh's upgrade options next on just plane radio stay close just plane
0: radio the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle
1: imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night.
0: Take off with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Boy, these gusty winds appear to be playing
2: havoc with that giant nutcracker float. At this point, I can't even see the nuts. They must have
3: blown away.
0: Oh, 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 and the bottle of rum. Santa's on off to the Caribbean. Be week in the tropics and he'll be all right. Supporting at ten as he rides out of sight. Merry Christmas to all
1: and to all. Good night. This is Just playing Radio. Gregor co-pilot. That's me, along Captain Dan. we will be and back, back in a week. do By our friend Josh from our afraid. Radio Network. We he all works need with it. us on uh, affiliate relations. You know, radio station stuff. Uh, here at Just Plane Radio, and he's with us right now because uh, yeah, you've got a, a group of fellow aviators that have a group-owned Mooney 201 just like uh, Dennis's, right, Josh?
3: Is that it? Yes, that we do, Greg. Uh, just a few years older, we have a 78 model, M20J, and nice. we just recently had our annual meeting, and we're about to authorize the sale of uh, one of our members' shares to a new member. Oh. So some changes going on there. It changes in a hazing ceremony, I assume, right? That, <laughs> well, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny because uh, the new guy's named Tom, yeah, and we already have a Tom, Uh-oh. in the group, yeah. So now the old Tom, uh, the new Tom, has, is calling the old Tom T Dog.
1: Okay, I was going to say and, you're going to have to revert to like Goose Maverick or something, other you know, some kind of you know pilot nickname, and that's what you're doing already, huh?
3: Exactly. I think yeah. we do need to graduate to flight handles absolutely. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah cuz you can't have a uh, uh, new Tom and old Tom. Old Tom would might be offended by that. So, I, No, I like, cuz
3: old Tom is actually younger than new Tom.
1: Oh, of, of, of course he is. See, it doesn't make any sense. So you got to come up with something. You know, uh Exactly. I had a friend back in uh, college we called sewer ass. Feel free to use it, but I uh, I'm sure that probably wouldn't go over uh any better. So, I'll let you guys decide as a group. Uh, yeah, you've gotten this far. <laughs> so, uh, the hazing
2: for ceremony for the new member, is that going to be his uh, checkout process? Yeah, everybody yeah. Get everybody gets out there and critiques him as he floats the first couple landings when he realizes that you really do have to manage your
3: speed? Yeah, what well, do you Well, you think? know, COVID is getting in the way of everything. So, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's going to be a hazing ceremony. Okay. Uh, but existing Tom... <laughs> <laughs> T-Dog is right. our, uh, our CF double I in the group. So uh, he will likely be checking out new Tom in the airframe okay. when he, uh, you know, so that he's good to go. It's we'll been right. about 10 hours together. So I, I don't know. We'll find out what, what happened. Um, but you know, we just got together the other week, had some pizza, uh-huh. talked about cleaning up all the financials and making sure all the records were up to date for the departing member. And then I actually, I guess I got a promotion. You did uh, within the club, you know a lot of these, and this is what folks listening need to keep in mind: is that if you get involved with a flying club, you usually have some some added responsibilities or additional duties that come with that. Mm-hmm. And so, when I first joined the club, I was made the secretary. I kept all the minutes, the notes, and and uh, helped communicate all that from the annual meetings and whatnot. But I will soon be taking over the billing duties as assistant treasurer, Ooh. and new Tom will become. The secretary
1: so. okay all right yeah. I got the perfect hazing ceremony for that you can imagine you know his secretary you know you got to wear a dress oh that's, you know that type of thing all uh, right just tell him that's yeah you know, I had to do it for a year it's you know you just got to sell it properly Josh see this At is what meetings yeah this is why I don't belong to his group <laughs> I probably wouldn't see fit. if
2: he can order you, you know, ten feet of flight line and a bucket of prop wash for the next, uh, you know, airplane gathering. You know, when you have to do the cleaning.
1: Yes, so. I'm sure old Tom is working a, you know, working his own uh, system as he, he interfaces with the new Tom <laughs> or T Dog. You know,
3: yeah, right. New Tom is uh, is rather experienced. He has a number of hours ah. uh, and, is, and has been involved with some other planes, so he's not an 18 year old. Oh you well, know, airman reporting to his first duty station, fresh out of boot camp. Oh, uh, he's not going to fall for that What fun is I that? I do appreciate yeah. those, Dennis. Yeah. <laughs> As a uh, former Air Force officer, Okay, those are great. Yeah, yeah. Those are they priceless. They're,
1: they're, it's true. It's just what you should do. I mean, you know, I, I just think that's just part of the club. But it like I shows, said- yeah.
3: It shows the the love that you have for one another. Okay. Yeah. If Welcome should, to the group. Right, room. right. Yeah.
1: Indeed. Now, uh, you know, th- th- that's one aspect of what you guys are doing as a group, but you were looking to upgrade your Mooney to a glass panel. And I thought Dennis already had this and I found out I, I misspoke when I told you this uh, when we spoke earlier this week, Josh. So he doesn't, but he has looked into it. And so first, what you guys were deciding to do as a group was what exactly to your Mooney? What were you going to do? Well, and- it
3: had come to my attention, and you know, I keep an eye on trade a plane, controller, barnstormers, mm-hmm. all the different online listing sites. And uh, there was an older Aspen 2002 unit, so a primary flight display, PFD, a multifunction display, MFD unit. That was for sale. Yeah. But they were, they'd never been used. So they're still brand new, but they were a little older. They'd actually had production dates in April and September of 2010. Hmm. So they didn't have the latest technology. The manufacturer's warranty had expired, yeah. but the price was right. And so the question was, and we had to d- talk this through was, do we want to buy something that's older at a discount, but, but, Still, you know, it had those, def- those negatives behind it. Plus, right. when you go to install it, the play- the shop we would take it to, uh, normally they sell you the hardware and they will have a 14% markup, profit markup on the hardware. Well, if you bring them your hardware, they're, they're not able to make that profit unless they charge you the markup. So right. they would have still charged us the markup on the standard rate price for a you know two unit um, PFD, MFD installation. And so it kind of, you know, there was some cost savings, but then what we ended up deciding on was let's just get something newer right? that still has the warranty on it, but let's try and catch a model that is, you know, there's maybe one newer model that just came out, mm-hmm. making the what used to be the top model, now the second fiddle, and we'll grab that maybe at a discount uh, as it's, you know, they're trying to get rid of the stock and the inventory on that. Right. So so that's really what we ended up doing.
1: I got you. But but that one that you found, I mean, it had never been installed. It was just sitting around that someone had, and uh, they were just selling it like through trade-a-plane or something like that. Is that what you were saying?
3: Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, It was an Aspen 2000 PFD plus MFD. So, we would have been able to get rid of the old six-pack and had some really nice weather and moving maps on it. Right. And it it definitely would have been an upgrade. Uh, But altogether, installed, it still would have run us about $15,000, $16,000. Ouch.
1: Mm. Does that sound right to you, Dennis? Yeah, unfortunately, the
2: labor to install it is almost as much as it costs to buy the equipment itself.
1: Mm, Okay. Well, that does uh, put a damper on, yeah. I mean, if you're going to spend that much just to install it, uh, you don't want it installed and then realize, like, crap, we have, like, the iPhone SE old version, you know? Well, that's (laughs) one of the neat
2: things about Aspen's latest uh, product. They launched it about a year ago. The Aspen E5 is a single instrument that would replace, like, your artificial horizon and your directional gyro just, you know, go right in the center of your six-pack. It's listing for $5,000. And it comes with an HSI functionality built in. So, I mean, it's pretty advanced, uh, you know, for components, it would actually be a big upgrade in my airplane.
1: Yeah. But
2: the great thing is as I evolve, as I decide I need more functionality, it's simply a software key. So you pay them a little bit more money and they unlock the Aspen 1000 functionality on your existing hardware. So you don't have to go back to the avionics shop and pull anything out. It's just a matter of a software upgrade. So it's, it's kind of intriguing in that it's a system you could grow into. And so that's one of the things that kind of appeals to me. I can start off cheap. And if I find that I need or want more functionality, moving math, synthetic vision, things like that, I can simply unlock that functionality and, you know, and that's just hand a, in my wallet and they'll give it back when they're done.
1: That's a current uh, version. Uh, yeah. Too, and it's current, current hardware. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, he's thought that through. We'll see if that works for Josh and his crew next, as we continue this conversation on the other side, stay close to just playing radio. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I had to come here. Have a holly, jolly
2: Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Now, I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of
1: cheer. This is have Just Plain Radio. Greg, copilot. co-pilot. That's me along Captain Dennis and, and our guest, Josh, from Talk Street. Media Radio Network. He is, uh, he, you know, helps us. Affiliate with our radio stations across the country here at Just Plane Radio, and he's also a pilot. He has a Mooney two hundred and one, just like Dennis. So we're comparing notes on how to upgrade both their airplanes. And it, you know, uh, I think Josh had an idea of what to do, and they backed out of that plan because they figured they better better wait and go with uh, newer technology. And it sounds to me, uh, Dennis, that you've already thought this through uh, from the beginning because this. This whole uh, nav system that you want to put in your airplane, uh, you you already have this mapped out. You've had your list for at least a year now. (laughs) Is that right?
2: Yeah, since the last Oshkosh, actually, I met with the folks at Aspen and talked to them uh, about their, you know, they had recently announced uh, the Evolution E5, which is their low-cost entry-level glass panel replacement. You get, you know, an attitude indicator and a heading indicator with HSI functionality for about five grand. And it will interface to the TrueTrack Vision Autopilot, which Bendix King is now selling. So you know, you've know got a direct connection to a brand new autopilot. The great part is they have the plumbing already there and it interfaces to be able to connect to most legacy autopilots as well. So depending on which way you want to go, if you want to upgrade your autopilot, get a newer digital autopilot that's directly integrated to your panel, you've got that option. Or you can put the interfaces in depending, you know, if you've got a relatively new autopilot or, or, you know, good condition, maybe it makes more sense to use one of the interfaces to be able to drive the heading bug. Or in my case, it has to drive both the, the attitude and the heading have to come off of the uh, the, the glass panel piece. So my, my adapter would be more expensive, which is why I'm looking at replacing the whole autopilot instead of just trying to cobble together a solution.
1: Well, Josh, um, what's the, your uh, story with uh, the autopilot in your Mooney? I mean, what do you guys have?
3: So I'm not sure on that, Greg. Uh, so I, I, this example though just proves why any younger pilot, if you will, absolutely needs a veteran, preferably one who's who's flying or has flown a similar airframe to help guide them through these processes. Right. Uh, normally there are you know uh different clubs for different manufacturers, and you get Cessna clubs and Mooney clubs and whatnot. And I'm not talking about the own one plane that you share, but just where people can get together and share this information. And uh, Dennis is going to become my new best friend. I'm sure. Possibly even my <laughs> mentor here. And I'm sure the rest of the, the company, the corporation that I'm in, we call it a club. Yeah. Uh, will appreciate that if, if some of your ideas end up on our panel.
1: Well, you know, we all have roles here at Just Plain Radio. And uh, you learn from our mistakes. Like if you want to become a pilot, do exactly I'll opposite follow of, what Greg does. of what I've done. <laughs> Over the last few years, but, uh, in Dennis's case, you know, luckily in Dennis's case, you're not really learning from his mistakes. He's just a, I don't know, he you're like an avionics nerd. Let's be honest. Aren't you, Dennis? You well, accept that title?
2: A, yeah, I, I'll take that because, you know, it just ties into my full-time job. You know, I, right. I work for a large, uh, nationwide computer company and, yeah. you know, I, I, just try to translate a little bit of that in the cockpit for my, for my hobby.
1: Right. So, uh, I mean, from what you know about his plane there, Dennis, I mean, what do you think? Does he have the same autopilot issue that you're having to navigate through, you think?
2: I don't know. If he's got an older century autopilot, he might. Um, but if he has something newer, say an S Tech thirty, um, he might not have that problem. The S Tech autopilot doesn't rely on the artificial horizon uh to derive its its attitude reference. Right, but the the turn coordinator. But the Mooney
1: probably would have its uh original equipment in it for the autopilot, wouldn't it?
2: well the mooney didn't really ship with a standard build Uh, um okay you you get to pick your panel and so a lot of moonies out there are flying with like kfc 200s older king autopilots yeah um and if that's the case there's even a better solution from true track that's now a drop in replacement so you know there's lots of things to look at and lots of you know just there's so many variables that you really need to kind of start almost have a checklist of okay i've got this this and this and these pieces work here and right you know, kind of got to work the math and it's well, you're like you a pilot you
1: have to have a checklist that's uh, yes. just how things roll in the aviation world so josh what do you think i mean uh you're, you're gonna have to go back and look at your autopilot situation but if you're gonna do that i don't mean, well let me go back and ask dennis first if you did the autopilot upgrade and then did that Five thousand dollar upgrade with uh, the Aspen unit you're talking about, right? That would work with Bendix King, and then the install. Are you still upwards of that fifteen grand kind of thing, or even more because of the autopilot? What Potentially more, yeah. yeah.
2: But it really depends, you know. If he's got the King autopilot today, mm-hmm. um, I just saw King just got the uh, KFC. Well, or they call it the TrueTach. It's the two thirty. I think it's the two thirty is the new model. Yeah. It's a drop-in replacement. So you literally unbolt the, the control panel in the airplane and slide the new one in. It uses the existing servos down times like two, three days of work in an avionics shop instead of two to three weeks to completely cable up a whole new autopilot from scratch.
1: Well, you know that sounds way too easy. There's no way in hell it's going to be that solution, Josh. I, no, I, I,
2: it'll be the expensive one, of yes,
1: course. I just, how, you know, that's how it happens. You got to do worst case scenarios because usually that's what happens. Are you with me on that, Josh? Is that what you've encountered with your group on your aircraft too, or no?
3: We've been quite fortunate that, uh, you know, we don't end up with big surprises at our annuals and, you know, having an A&P in the club also helps us stay on top of things. And, uh, he's able to kind of give a second opinion on things to a degree. Um, we've gone to different shops and so we know the honest ones, the reliable ones, and the ones that don't overcharge as well.
1: Right. Well that that's uh, a godsend right there no question about it. I mean, how often are you getting up and flying in your uh, Mooney as part of a, you know, group member owning that thing?
3: Well, like I said uh, on our original chat, I have not been up on my own in the Mooney yet and uh, I'm still finishing up my CFA or my uh, I'm still finishing up my instrument rating. Right. And so that's really the main reason I've been tooling around and Piper Cherokees and some Cessna 172s and and that's the goal right now is to knock that out but pretty soon I'll be getting checked out in it and so that when I do pass um, my my final exam if you will for for my instrument rating then I'll just be able to slide right into the, the Mooney on my own and go take some business flights.
2: Well Josh uh, I'm going to extend this offer to you uh, if you do decide to get some time off over the holidays come on down to Fort Myers and I'll take you up in, in my Mooney because I just got my double I so we can log that time and it can count towards your rating and you can see, you know, you can try it out and see what it's like flying in, in a little bit faster airplane, a little bit more capable instrument platform.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're going to crash an airplane, might as well be his, not yours. You hear what I'm saying? You got f- co-owners. You don't want to piss off Josh.
3: As Hulk Hogan would say, <laughs> amen, brother. Yeah, that's right.
1: Exactly. You know, uh, we, we were looking at uh, some video earlier on the show today, Josh, and I don't know if you have uh, some locations on your list, but I know the island of Saba is on uh, Captain Dennis's list that has the shortest commercial runway uh, in the world, by the way. It's like 1,300 feet, and there's a video that just got released of uh, showing a twin otter landing and taking off of that runway. Have you ever seen this video or heard about the, the runway in Sabah? I believe
3: I've heard about this runway and seen numerous videos, and everyone likes to sit right at the edge of the runway with their cell phones and and take videos of the planes practically landing on top of them. You know,
1: it's a a diving mecca, and Dennis and I are both divers, and I've been around the island many times. I've been to the airport. I've never landed or taken off from that airport because I've seen how short the runway is. The video is impressive. You watch the video, Dennis. Now, back me up on this. They make it look easy, don't they? On the video. they sure
2: do. I mean, the guy comes in, hits the uh, reverse thrust, and makes the first turnoff. Um, yeah, but it's also the only turnoff because the next one's the cliff. Right. So, it, it but they make it look like it's no big deal. But they are literally coming in and touching down on the on the first foot of available pavement on that runway.
1: Yeah, it is. It, it's, it's an impressive thing. It's almost like a stall la- landing type of thing because they get the constant trade winds coming in usually right down the runway and that helps them, but man, they, they land and they stop, (laughs) you know, it's almost like hovering uh, because they have those consistent wins, but you got to have a special certification and do all this crazy stuff. I think I'd rather just be a viewer as opposed to a participant, but something to add to the list and we'll have to wrap it up on this holiday edition of just plain radio with that till next time. Remember there's no better high than learning to to
3: to fly.